Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. What a game. Jazz fans, did you have a hard time going to sleep last night? That was an outstanding game. The Jazz take game one from the Clippers. I thought this was going to be a long series when it started, and I didn't see anything in game one that convinced me it would be otherwise. If anything... I think Jazz fans, you come away encouraged because they won, but I think there's a couple things in there that you come away a little more encouraged. They did that without Mike Conley. Presumably, they're going to get him back at some point during this playoff series. Game two, game three, game four. Remains to be seen, but he would help. No question. So that's one thing you got going for you. Uh Two, uh, the Jazz, wow, 21 straight misses. I mean, they shot it poorly. The numbers did come up over the course of the game. They came up in the second half, as I expected they would, as you probably expected they would. I mean, they just weren't going to keep shooting 27%, right? So that number did come up, but they can shoot it better. Now, Donovan Mitchell probably can't shoot it much better. Uh, 45 points for him, just super impressive. And not just the points, when he got them. You know, in the first quarter, the Jazz were in trouble. The second quarter, they fell further behind. And he came out at the start of the third quarter. He scored 10 points in a 10-2 Jazz run. And they just announced, we're back. We're not going anywhere. Uh, We're going to battle here. So... Now, on the other side, I think Kawhi Leonard can play better. I expected a drop-off in his performance. Uh, we talked about this. His numbers in the game in the uh, first-round series, in that seven-game series with the Mavericks, were off the charts. You're playing 40 minutes a night. You're scoring 30 points a night. You're shooting 62%. Okay, Wilt Chamberlain, Kawhi Leonard. There's the list of people who pulled that off in NBA history. He had to cool down. And the Jazz benefited from that. And he didn't have a terrible game. 23 points, 7 rebounds. He got in foul trouble early. Probably never really got in the rhythm of the game. Um, so the Clippers can get a little better there. Don't know that the Clipper bench can play much better. Don't know that uh, Luke Kennard can shoot it much better. You know, there's some, some maximum efforts there. Um, I still think it's a long series. Um, but, you know, if you're thinking, hey, I think the Jazz can win this thing in six, I get it. I get why you would watch that and think, yeah, they can. Can they win on the road? Could they do a closeout game on the road? Uh, Paul George struggled. Now, I thought he was really good in the last three minutes. You know, he's four for 17 shooting. That's a terrible night. He was nine for 10 at the free throw line. He was two for 14, made two of his last three shots, made a big three to turn that six point game into three. It turned out to be the last points of the game. Nobody else scored the rest of the way, and the Jazz won. But he put him in a position. They had uh, he put him in position to win. They had nine points in the last three minutes, and he had an assist in seven points. Yeah, he pretty much had a hand in everything, didn't he? So, I think he'll have a bad playoff series, and I think there's stuff floating around his head that's really negative. But the way he played the last three minutes should bug Jazz fans. Kind of like, why did he get his legs under him in the last three minutes? Why did that happen? He's not completely gone. He's not completely off the deep end. It was a bad stat line, and I thought he hurt him. And that may continue. And I know his history as well as you do. We don't have to go into it. Uh, but it did worry me a little bit the way he played the last three minutes of the game. You know, was he figuring something out late in the game? I don't know. Maybe a couple shots just happened to go in. Maybe, maybe that's what it comes down to. Good game, though. Highly entertaining highly entertaining. You know, the Jazz took a punch early, 
and they fell behind, but it never felt like they were buried. You know, you're not down 22 and just no, you know. So Joe Ingles can shoot it better, and he probably will. He was a one of eight, um, but a good contest from him on Kawhi Leonard late in the game, and he scrambled going for the ball, and he had to scramble back to get in position and make Kawhi give up the ball, and then Rudy got the block at the end to win it. So... Heck of a game from the Jazz. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, the best of the postgame show in two parts. Um, after the playoffs, they're letting the players take more questions and talk longer and Quinn, too. So you're going to hear all of that uh, coming up. We'll hear from uh, Quinn Snyder. We'll hear from Donovan Mitchell, 45 points. Just so impressive. <laughs> really, really impressive. Uh, out of Donovan. We're also going to hear from Rudy. We're also going to hear from Bojan Bogdanovic. Boy, 18 points from Bogdanovic. 18 points from Clarkson. Really big for the Jazz. Really big that those two came up like that. All right, DJ and PK, best of postgame show in two parts. Coming up next, stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280, The Zone. The first playoff game ends with Rudy Gobert blocking the potential game-tying three-pointer with, uh, what, one or two seconds left, and the Clippers can't get a shot off and time runs out. What a crazy finish. What a great game. We're going to hear from Rudy here in the best of the postgame show. Going to hear from Quinn Snyder. Donovan Mitchell's coming up later in the hour. Stay with us, but let's start with the best of the postgame show. Your Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake Scott with you. The Jazz take a one-game-to-none lead in their best-of-seven playoff series with the L.A. Lakers in a thriller. They win 112-109 to despite the fact that they missed 20 consecutive shots at one point in the first quarter. The Jazz uh, come back, score 65 points in the second half, and uh, beat the Clips, uh, like I said, in a thriller, 112-109, to 109, behind 45 points from Donovan Mitchell on 16 of 30, shooting 6 of 15 from 3. Let's get started with some post-game sandwich, as head coach Quinn Snyder. Quinn, you guys miss 20 or so consecutive shots in the first quarter, uh, not your best offense first half, and then Donovan comes out in the second half pretty electric, winds up scoring 30-plus after halftime. What really kind of sparked the turnaround there, and, and what did you see out of Donovan specifically? Well, I, I thought for the most part, the looks we were getting early were, were good shots. I, I thought we were a little bit rushed. Um, you know, and, and I think as the game progressed, um, we settled down a little bit more and started, you know, attacking the paint. Um you know, we, we don't have to take quick threes all the time. You know, if the ball can break the paint, we can, you know, we can still generate those shots. Um, but I, I thought, I thought we settled in, uh, I thought Donovan settled in and as much as anything, uh, I thought we threw ourselves into the defensive end and, uh, and we've talked about, you know, trying to continue to push the ball and move the ball. When we struggle, it's when the ball stops and they're so good, you know, defensively, um, staying in front of you. If, if, if the ball stops it, it makes it, makes it a lot harder, but I, you know, we, we've had games where we've not shot it well. And, 
you know, those are the kind of games you have to rely on your defense. And, um, you know, that the, the thing that I, you know, really am pleased with is that we didn't stop shooting. So, and we, we tried to get better looks and we got a few more easy buckets, uh, particularly on the offensive glass. I thought our offensive rebounding really helped our offense. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Quinn, can you talk about the defensive effort of the guys down the line? I mean, Boyan, Jordan, Fave, how they kind of picked up their intensity, especially in that second half. Yeah, I mean, that that's – I think that's the playoffs. And, um, you know, th those guys had a feel for – you know, what's needed in a game on that level against a, a team that's as, as good as the Clippers are. Um, and as the game progressed, uh, I thought we did a good job, you know, of talking through some situations, you know, that, that we touched a little bit, but, you know, kind of happened on the move. And that That's always, you know, a really good sign that your guys are dialed in when they're communicating like that and, you know, making sure we're trying to run someone off a three-point line when it's a three-point game you know, switching a back screen when you have to, just lots of little things like that um, that really make an impact. And so our focus and concentration on, on that end, um, not only our competing, but just our ability to execute at the right times was, was, was really important. Tony Jones, The Athletic. Coach, um, just, you know, piggybacking off of, you know, the physicality defensively, how important was it for you guys uh, that initial push in the second half to to kind of get back in the game and, and kind of just see something good over over an extended period of possessions. Yeah, I, I, I think you know we hadn't shot well, um, but I, I didn't think we were defending poorly. I, I thought there were there were a the couple situations that we didn't handle well where they made some really good reads and we're getting some, some open shots, but um, you know, th this is, this is a series and you can't get too high or, or too low. Obviously this is one game. Um, and I think every game you kind of have to approach the same way that, um, you know, you've got to play throughout the 48 minutes and, you know, our, our guys obviously, you know, kept their focus and, and we're able to do that and, and play a little better in the second half. But, you know, we've got our work cut out for us. We've, we've won one. That's great. Um, but as I said, you know, I, I don't think you get too high or too low, especially when you're playing a team that's as good as these guys are. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Quinn, it seemed like you were really on your team uh, to try and get them to push the ball quickly off makes and misses. What, what did you see from your guys when they did that? Well, I, I think the initial thrust for us in, into a possession allows us, you know, to make quick decisions. And as I said before, um, you know, when they lock in on you, there's, you know, whether it's PG or Kawhi or Batum, you know, Rondo, right, right down the line, you know, their wing defenders are really good. And then when you, you know, Morris is up and, and he's moving his feet. So um, to the extent that we can try to get, um, get the ball up the court quickly, um, you know, we're not having to play against um, that length as much. And um, you know, that, that's part of, you know, that's part of how we've played this year. Um, 
you know, so they're, they're, as I said, you know, this morning, uh, some of this is not, it's not a lot of mystery to it. It's just a question of execution. And obviously, you know, there are adjustments and nuances and all those things, but, you know, I think the biggest thing for us that we're going to try to keep doing is just try to keep competing and try to keep executing. Tim McMahon, ESPN. Quinn, what is it about Donovan that gives him the capability to just take over uh, playoff games with the scoring? Well, I, I said it, I think, you know, the third quarter, um, you know, interview where I, I he's, he's really competitive and, but he's also really determined. So, you know, I don't think he was feeling great tonight. Um, his ankle was fine. I think he, he, he wasn't feeling great physically. He was a little nauseous. He was a little lightheaded. And, you know, we, so he, he's not going to accept that. And, you know, that's what I told him. It's, you know, and he's, that's where his mind is. It's like, you know, there's nothing that he's going to let get in the way of that focus. And um, he, he's also able to make, you know, he's made adjustments throughout the course of the game. You know, he's a smart player and he studies. So, you know, when he's doing something, you know, that, that maybe isn't um, as productive, he's, a, he's able to make subtle adjustments, you know, and I, I thought he was able to do that tonight. And then the other thing is he's not afraid to fail. You know, he'll take the next shot and, you know, we, we want him to take open looks and if he misses a few of them, you know, they're good shots and keep taking them and keep attacking. And, you know, that's who he is. Uh, Josh Newman, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, specifically from three, when it's a tough shooting first quarter, a tough shooting first half, how, how important was it to um, stay the course and not stray from what's been working all season? Um, it's really important. And it's important for us because it's it's who, who we are. You know, if, um, you know, if, if – Joe Ingles goes one for eight, like he did tonight. Like, honestly, I'm happy. You know, I'd rather him go one for eight than, than one for one or two for two. And, um, and it takes a degree of mental toughness to continue to take those shots. I, I think it also takes, um, you know, some smarts to understand, you know, how to get better shots, but that doesn't mean that you stop shooting. And, you know, you, you hear it all the time, you know, when, when teams are, are missing, you, you know, you say, hey, you know, stop shooting, get to the line, get to the rim. And I, I think those things are true. Um, I just don't think you stop shooting. I think, I think you get to the rim and you get to the line um, and you keep shooting. And, you know, whatever combination those things, um, you know, come in, I, I thought our guys – you know, had a pretty good feel for, for that balance. And if we're getting good looks, you know, there's no reason not to shoot them. You know, if you look at, you know, how we play and, you know, if we pass those shots up, you know, the likelihood of us getting a better shot throughout the possession goes way down. Um, we also have a chance to turn the ball over. Um, we may not have a chance to offensive rebound. Uh, so there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, but I do think it, it's a mindset that you can't get discouraged, um, you know, and, and you have to believe, and that's that's who we are, and we need to double down. Okay, last question will be from Joe Varden, The Athletic. Hi, Quinn. I, I was uh, actually 
going to ask about the third quarter exchange you had with Donovan that was caught on, um, on, on camera or whatever you said to him, you just keep getting your mind right and it overcomes everything. Um, my two questions would be, were you referring to him not feeling well? Uh, is that what you guys were talking about? And then was there a previous conversation? Like, did you broach the subject at halftime or, you know, at any point before that little exchange? Well, one of the things that I love about coaching Donovan is the communication that that you get to have with him. And that's something for a coach that's unique. And, you know, when I say that it's, it's, it's an exchange, you know, there's things that, you know, that he's talking to me about that, that we're discussing, you know, even the, the times for a few games when he was out, you know, that was something that we were talking about um, and how important it was. So, you know, if there's anything that, that I feel I can help him with, I want to, and there's plenty of things that, you know, that, that he helps me with. So, um, you know, I, I don't recall any, you know, any, any specific, um, you know, watershed moment with anything. I just, I just know how hard he's competing and, you know, and that to me, when you understand that about someone, you know, you just want to encourage them to keep their focus. And that's really all I was saying to him. And um, he's probably said it to me more than I've said it to him. There's Coach Quinn Snyder. Uh, talked about how Donovan had a great game despite not feeling well, battling a little uh, uh, stomach issue before the game, had to dig deep and come out, had a huge, huge performance. Let's now get to the players. Let's start things off with Rudy Gobert. Hey, Rudy. So first of all, can you kind of just take us through uh, what happened on that final play when you were able to block uh, Morris's shot? Just uh, tell us from your perspective what happened there. I mean, we, we're, we're up three, so obviously the – then he did the three to tie the game. Uh, Kawhi had the ball, and uh, whoever Joe got switched on Kawhi, so he did a great job trying to take away the to the forcing him to drive. And uh, I kind of faked helps, and I knew that he was going to pass to to Morris for the three. So I just tried to contest as much as I can. Next up will be Jacoby De Francesco uh, around the game out of Italy. Hi, Rudy. Congrats. Uh, there has been lots of talk That's and it. writing about... about. Uh, do you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks. There has been lots of talk and writing about you adjusting to a small lineup. And how do you feel about this? And do you think the last play is like a photograph of what you can do in this situation? I mean, teams have been trying to do this to me, to us, for years now. You know, I think... Uh, I'm comfortable guarding any lineup. You know, it's uh you know, whether I get close out to three point shooters and and then make a play or, you know, still protect the paint at the same time. I have been doing it. And uh yes, it's different than just, you know, guarding a, a traditional big, uh like Van Chunas or Zubak, but uh, you know, I I've been doing both, you know, and you might see a clip of me dancing on the perimeter once in a while, but the truth and the numbers back it up, you know, that I can, I'm comfortable guarding, you know, any lineup and, uh, you know, it's their game plan, you know, they, they're going to try to make me uncomfortable and I, I respect that, but, uh, you know, I'm going to be out there on the court. So, you know, I'm comfortable. Tony Jones, the athletic. You know, talking about, you know, just, just guarding on the perimeter, um, were you surprised to see 
um, the Clippers start small and then go big, or or did you ante- did you guys anticipate that? I mean, we knew that they were going to go small either from the start or you know to to close the game. Uh, you know, we didn't know if they was going to start Zubac or or, or Batum, but uh, you know, we I was prepared. We were prepared for both, and uh, you know, and we know that it's going. You know, those guys are are very good. You know, they have a good coaching staff. They, they don't try, you know, to mix things up to to try to make me make us uncomfortable. And uh, you know, you gotta respect that. And for myself, you know, I just gotta be be ready. And, and for us as a team, you know, we gotta be ready to you know, to guard any kind of lineup and, and, and still play to our strength, you know, and don't don't play, don't change our defense because they play a different lineup. Tim McMahon, ESPN.com. Rudy, you guys obviously as a team struggled offensively in the first half. What What's the feeling when Donovan comes out and, you know, hits three or four quick buckets? Is there a sense that, you know, you guys are about to go on a roll? I mean, hundred percent. You know, uh, I think we we started the game. All of us started the game a little flat. You know, we we kind of rushing into shots. We kind of you know not connected like we've been. Uh, you know, later against the, the Grizzlies, and uh, we knew that that was going to come back. With uh, obviously, it starts with, with with Donovan and with with Joe and with with our point guards being aggressive. And, uh, you know, we knew that, you know, in the second half, Donovan was going to come out aggressive. And I think he did, uh, obviously, he gave, us a, he gave us a great lift and he did a great job uh, not settling for, for the jump shots, but attacking them and, and putting pressure on them for, you know, finishing at the rim, drawing fouls or kicking out for the shooters. And, you know, when we played that way, I think that's when we, we become really, really hard to go. Maxime Legorge, the free agent. Uh, hi, Rudy. Uh, you did uh, the, the key play of the game. Even if you have a, a difficult, uh, a difficult uh, night tonight. And so what makes the difference in your mind to stay focused just until the last play of the game, even if you made a jump that was a bit difficult just before? I mean, uh, you know, no matter what happens before, uh, the most important is the moment. And, uh, you know, I try, to, I try to stay focused on the moment. You know, I know that uh, my teams trust me, uh, you know, to do what I do and then to make plays uh, both defensively and, and, and offensively, uh, you know, at the end of the game. And, uh, you know, I try to uh, just stay focused. And personally, I enjoy those moments. You know, I embrace those, those moments because at the end of the day, uh, when you're in a close game at the end, you know that uh, you got an opportunity to to do uh, to impact the game. You know you you can't be worried about how many points you scored or if you had a bad game, good game. Uh, you got to stay with it, and uh, I think that's what the the best teams are able to do. You know, even on the night when things didn't go our way, we we find ways to execute and uh, and to play our basketball and to stay uh, to keep trusting one another when it matters. Sam Farnsworth, KSL. Yeah, Rudy, uh, this is the first time in about 15 months you guys have had a full-capacity crowd at Vivint Arena. I know last round it wasn't too far off, a little over 14,000, but how big of a difference is that? Is that something you notice, that extra 4,000, that, that it's a full house, the, the energy, the excitement that they're bringing? Oh, yeah, 100%. 
you know, obviously last game we felt it. Last series we we felt it. We felt a difference uh, between uh, having I don't know eight thousand and thirteen thousand. But this time uh, we really felt it throughout the whole game. You know, it wasn't just uh, at the end or you know in the, in the key moments. Uh, we really felt it throughout the whole game. And I think uh, you know when we when we were down twelve and we were, you know try to come back, try to, try to grind to. To, to catch them, uh, having that, that crowd behind us really gave us uh, a big lift. We have time for one more question. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Rudy, there was that sequence uh, with DeMarcus Cousins when um, the charge that was reversed after the review uh, into a block and you got the and one on that play. First of all, you just your reaction to the review and uh, what you thought about the foul when it happened. And then, I mean, you guys, that's a three point swing and you win by three points. Do you think back on plays like that and how important they are? I mean, it's a playoff, you know, every play matters, you know, every momentum play matters. And, uh, and sometimes, unfortunately, every call matters. So uh, I thought it was pretty obvious, uh, you know, maybe from, uh, from his angle, he thought it was a child, but, uh, uh, I, I'm glad that coach challenged it because, uh, you know, uh, there was no doubt that it wasn't a charge. And I thought it was pretty obvious to me. There's Rudy Gobert, 10 points, 12 rebounds, two block shots. One of those blocks came on the last possession of the game, a game-sealing block for Rudy Gobert. All right, there's the best of the postgame show, part one with the Quinn Snyder and Rudy Gobert. Coming up, Bojan Bogdanovich and Donovan Mitchell with his 45 points. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We just heard from Quinn Snyder and Rudy Gobert. The best of the postgame show continues now with Bojan Bogdanovic and Donovan Mitchell. Let's now hear from Boyan Bogdanovic. Boyan, you played some major minutes guarding Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And, you know, they had relatively quiet nights for their standards. What was the key to kind of keeping them uh, it, it, within kind of control? And, and what did, you know, what are you thinking when you're battling those guys? I mean, they are both great players, so we were trying to force them to take tough shots. Rudy was there every single time when they when they have blow by us or or, or, or had a straight line drive. So great, great team defense overall on, on, on these two guys. But we know how how good they are, and they're going to be extra aggressive next game. Uh, Maria Vidal, Tab Deportes. Hi, Boyan. First of all, congrats for the win. What are the key aspects that you can take away from this first game against the Clippers? I mean, just our defense. Even we started the game shooting the ball pretty, pretty bad, especially from uh, from three point line. But uh, we kept guarding. Crowd was really, really behind us. They they pushed us when when we were we were down thirteen or or even even more. So so I think that our our defense it's it's, it's the key in this in this series. And Anderson KSL Sports Bogey, we don't see it a lot from you. You hit a lot of kind of a. Uh, 
spot up threes, but you dribbled into a big three late in the fourth quarter there. What, what did you see going into that play and, and taking that shot? I mean, they were trying to, to, to blitz, blitz Donovan kind of, kind of double team him, especially in the last, last couple of minutes on, on, on the game. And then I had a, I had a Carnard on me and shot clock was, was running down. So I needed to take that one. It was, it was big one. And, 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 but like I said, Donovan was the, the guy that really bring all attention. And, and, and then the, the other guys, we had a, a lot of wide open shot, but like I said, we didn't play for the, for a couple of days. So maybe, maybe that get us tired beginning of the game or, 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 or we didn't have a, we didn't have enough enough confidence hitting those shots, but but like I said again, our defense was was great, especially especially second half. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Boyan. Speaking of Donovan, obviously um, he had a pretty incredible second half, uh, especially the way he came out and started that third quarter with ten straight points. What did you see from him, and, and kind of how was he able to go on? you know, scoring streaks like that and, and kind of have the ability to take over games in that fashion. I mean, he's, he's just amazing, amazing person. He's a great player. He saw that we are down, down fell of 13 and a half time. So, so probably he thought I gotta, I gotta take over the game. I gotta be extra aggressive in a, in a, in especially in third quarter. So he, he got us back in a, in a game and, and, and then, all, all the energy or the crowd, he gave us energy to the players. And, and, and like I said, I mean, it's just, just amazing, amazing performance from, from him. Christo Soto, Sports DNA. Hey, Boyan. We saw that you had a great connection with the fans. So how contagious was the passion of the fans in the stands to you on the floor? I mean, it's, it was probably the loudest the loudest crowd that I played in front here in uh, in NBA even when when we were down they were they were kind of kind of cheering and, and pushing us and, and gave us extra extra energy to get back in the game and then when we start to, to hit those shots especially especially Donovan the I mean the the arena was 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 really amazing and really loud so right uh, Jacoby de Francesco around the game. You're on mute, Jacoby. Uh, we'll move on to Maxime, the free agent. Um, when, when you made uh, the, the three point and uh, you you have to, to keep focus all along the night. So how, how hard is it to, to stay focused all along the, the game and to have the key shot? I mean, those those trees are giving us extra energy defensively because, like I say, we 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 couldn't buy a three in a, in, a, in the first first quarter. So when we start to hit the shots, when Donovan got hot, it gave us energy also defensively to guard better and, and kind of communicate better. We were we were all in. Cassidy Hubbard, ESPN. I mean, you've been talking a lot about how Donovan's play um, kind of got you guys going, but in, in the game broadcast, we were able to see him mic'd up and uh, talking to the team. Uh, how would you describe his vocal leadership um, on this team this season? I mean, it's just amazing how 
how mature he become this season. He's really reading the game. Great first half. I mean, he had a quiet first half, but especially because we couldn't hit a shot. So he was trying to probably involve all of us in the game. But uh, but like I said, we were missing the shots. And then a third quarter and fourth quarter, he he took the game over and he was he was more more aggressive. So it's just just amazing his his leadership and and and, and the energy that he's he's bringing to the to the table and and, and kind of giving to our, all of us. All right, last question. We'll go back to Jacopo. Hi, sorry about that. Hi, Boyan. Um, which one, in your opinion, is the biggest adjustment that you guys made individually and as a team that allowed you not to suffer from uh, Conley's absence? I mean, we had a lot of games that we missed Donovan and, and, and Mike, so we are kind of... I cannot say used to it because it's this different story right now in in the playoffs and, and and we really miss him because he's primary ball handler but uh they play small ball so we we kind of we try to adjust on, on on the way how they play how how they're going to attack us so so great great first game we cannot get a too high or too low second game is in two days you got to watch the film and and and, and prepare prepare for next game. There's Boyan Bogdanovich, 18 points on 6 of 14, shooting 3 of 6 from 3. He was a team high plus 12 in the plus minus category. Let's now wrap up the post-game sound by uh, letting you hear from the star of the night, Donovan Mitchell. Hey, Donovan. A couple things. First, uh, Quinn mentioned that you weren't feeling great tonight. Uh, he said maybe a little nauseous and lightheaded. And then on top of that, the, the cameras caught a couple things. It caught um, you and, and D. Wade uh, talking during the third quarter. And then Quinn telling you about um, getting your mind right and that'll overcome everything else. And so I was, the question would be, what was the context of all that tonight of, of what you were talking about with Dwayne, what Quinn was saying to you and and how you were feeling while you were scoring all those points. Um, Well, I was kind of hoping you didn't say it, but it's, yeah. Um, I was definitely, you know, feeling it a little bit, but you know, sometimes you just got to dig to a, dig deep into a different place. And, you know, I was getting my ass kicked individually the first half on both ends of the floor. Wasn't making the right reads. Um, Luke hit a bunch of shots on me. Reggie hit a bunch of shots on me. And there were situations that I was being lazy, you know, and letting that fatigue kind of get to me. So um, I came in at halftime. I was just like, look, I'm just going to have to find a way. Um, and that was the biggest thing for me. And you hear that with what coach said. Um I forgot I was mic'd up, so I didn't know that y'all caught that. But, like, that was – that's why I love Coach, man. And, you know, obviously the Coach of the Year stuff came out. And, you know, I always believe he's the Coach of the Year because, you know, at some point in time, you know, you got to dig deep. We've been in a similar situation um, game six against OKC where, you know, things were kind of sporadic in the first half. And then the third quarter, you know, you got to go out there in the fourth quarter. You got to find a place. Uh, And that was pretty much it. Um, and as far as Dwayne goes, I continuously ask him what he sees. I know what I see, but sometimes you have a different perspective, especially sitting on the floor like that, like being able to see what he sees in his mind. Um, you know, it's great to have you have your coaching staff, you have your players, and then you have a guy like a Hall of Famer and Dwayne Wade to be like, like, what do you see? You know, how, how can I be even more efficient? And, you know, tonight wasn't – it was a good night, you know, but there was definitely some stuff that I missed, you know, that I definitely could be better at. And I think for me, that's, you know, that's really where my head is at. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, 45 is great, but could easily have eight or nine, even 10 assists. Um, 
could have had some rebounds, you know, that I could have definitely changed the game too. So for me, that's really where a lot of it was at, but that's, uh, I hope that answers your question. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Don, so we were asking Bogey about your second half performance and he said that he felt like you went into halftime, saw you guys are down 13 and just figured it was time for you to take the game over. Does it feel that easy sometimes when you're going through a scoring stretch like that, coming out scoring the first 10 of the of the third quarter? Um, I think the, the biggest thing is, you know, the first half, you know, kind of just figuring out, you know, what they're going to do. Um, you can watch so much film on how they play Dallas all you want, but, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to guard us differently. Um, so kind of go out there and feel in the game. And like I said, I was not – you know, I, w- I didn't do a lot of things right, you know, for my team in the first half. And I really kind of aided me, um, still does, um, put my team in a certain position. And I feel like that was my me, you know, to come out there and just set the tone on both ends of the floor. Um, I think that's really where my head was at, just going out there and just trying to find ways to be aggressive. Tonight it was getting to the rim and I hit a few threes, but, you know, who knows what it's going to be next game. They're going to make adjustments, so are we. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, we could definitely all shoot a little bit better. You know, we, we shot – Solid. When we shoot 34%, I mean, 40% from the field, you know, we can definitely shoot better and make some more shots to not be down 13 in that half and also get some stops. But, you know, for me, just kind of come out there and send the tone, especially without Mike, you know, where you can kind of get off the ball, understanding that, you know, they got two guys who can really guard. So trying to make sure we continue to attack and stay on, stay up, keep them on our heels. That was really pretty much uh, my mindset. Tony Jones, The Athletic. Uh, that being said, how how important was that initial push uh, from you guys in the second half, particularly from you when you came out, scored that 10 straight, just to get back into the game and say, okay, we can just start working from a, a smaller margin uh, than we were working with for most of the first half? Um, I think it was crucial. I think they, they got it going and they made some shots and, and, and got into a rhythm to start the, sec- the end of the second half. And for us, it was like the first five minutes. Let's just win that. And, and kind of go from there. And, you know, at the end of the day, we, yeah, I scored 10 straight, but we did a lot of good things as a whole, defensively, offensively, pushing the pace, getting stops, rebounding the ball, not letting them have extra possessions, you know, and I think that was the biggest thing for us continuing to to be the aggressor um, and understand that, you know, we got to be able to just punch first. Um, and it's not, it's not always going to be, you know, easy to do it from the beginning of the game. It's not always going to be sunshines and, and rainbows, you know, <laughs> went throughout a playoff game. It's going to be stuff that we do wrong and stuff that we got to go ahead and correct the mistakes we got to fix. And uh, I think that was what you saw tonight with, from us as a whole, just going out there making winning plays. Uh, JC picking up full court, Bojan trying to, you know, trying to go ahead and, and deny the outlet. You know, Royce doing a hell of a job um, on those on those guys, Joe as well, and Rudy being Rudy. But Winning the 50 50 balls, those are little things that, you know, set you over the top in the playoff game. Tim McMahon, ESPN.com. Um, and, uh, Kawhi didn't guard you a lot today, but they did put him on you late. You, you still had success, especially getting Kennard and pick and rolls. Uh, when you have Kawhi on you, what, if anything, changes for you or, or for your mentality? You got to be strong with the ball. Um, that's really it, you know, as far as attacking, everything kind of stays the same. But, you know, the loose, the, the playing around with it, you know, he's, he's there, you know. And at the end of the day, he has the height advantage and the length, uh, you know. So even if I make a move, he's still there. So being able to manipulate things throughout the game, whether it's a screen or stuff like that. And like I said, there's things I definitely can, can be better at. You know, I had a terrible turnover with 49 seconds left at half court stupid pass, like stuff like that. Like for me, it's like, okay, how do I 
kind of manipulate the game. I know, you know, I did it against Memphis and I got to be able to do it now, you know, and I did an okay job of it, you know, um, and I think that I can be better. Um, and I think I'm going to probably see that matchup a lot more, you know, and just understanding that, you know, he's first team on defense for a reason. And I got to go out there and just have him present my end game and not just necessarily attack the score, but attack to create, you know, and, and find guys as well. Mark Medina, USA Today. Hey, Donovan, considering the circumstances you're playing tonight, how would you compare this performance to some of your uh, playoff performances last year in the bubble? Um, I mean, this was good, uh, in my opinion. You know, but at the end of the day, I'm kind of at a point, Mark, where I'm like, doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's we're on the game too, but you know, definitely with, I'm just happy with how I was able to kind of control the pace. You know, I think that's something I've really tried to make strides in throughout my career and being efficient. When I say efficient, I don't mean just a shot chart. I mean like, you know, turnovers or being able to manipulate the game, being able to pick, pick things and make the right reads. So for me, I was really happy with, you know, my progress in that way. In that way, uh, there's definitely, like I said, stuff I can do, better um, for sure. And I think, you know, they're, they're hopefully, you know, continue to go out there and make the right reads. But as far as where do I put it as far as games, I don't, I don't really uh, know. At the end of the day, I know that I got to do this three more times uh, and we got to win three more times. That's really where I'm at. You know, it's, it's great to get a game one win. And at the end of the day, we did what we're supposed to do. We, we won at home and we got to do the same thing uh, in game two. David Aldridge, The Athletic. Hey, Don, uh, I, I know, Donovan, you're locked into this series and trying to figure out how to beat the Clippers four times. I wonder if you are at all cognizant of the notion of the rest of these playoffs being very wide open and that somebody is going to win a championship that hasn't, that either has never won one or hasn't won one in a very long time. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, 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 I have social media, so I'm, I'm always on it. You know what I mean? It's like, I see it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but like you, so I see, I see the tweets, which it's, we all do, you know, and I think the, the, the best thing about it is, you know, that's what makes these games so competitive. You know, the Clippers have never, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've never won a championship. We've never right. won one. That's right. that's um, right. I don't know. Phoenix has never won one. Like you look at how competitive these games are. I think that's what makes this, playoffs so intense, so exciting, you know, and I think that's what creates a great environment. You know, I think that's what makes this game a lot of fun. And, you know, I think for, for us, our mindset is, look, we got three, one game at a time. We got this one, we got to get the next one and understanding that we can do something, you know, special. We thought that right after the bubble that we can do something special as a group. Uh, we took care of business in the regular season. That's over with now. We took care of business in the first round. That's over with now. We took care of business tonight. That's over with now, and we got to go ahead and focus on game two. But it's definitely out there. It's definitely something that we see, and we think we can, you know, we have the team to do it. But we got to go out there and hone in on little details and not get complacent and satisfied where, where we're at and, and be ready to hoop. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Donovan, you got pretty big defensive plays from Boyan and Jordan and Joe, guys who aren't really celebrated for their defense during the regular season. What, what did you see from them and their effort, especially against Kawhi and Paul George? Um, there's a saying that's like, by any means necessary, you know, and I think that's what you saw from a lot of us tonight, you know, and I think that's what's going to take to beat this team and, and, for, and, 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 beat, and get four wins against this team. Uh, we all got to do our part, you know, whether it's, like I said, picking up full court, 
diving on loose balls, getting those long rebounds, not allowing them second chance points, getting into the paint, creating. And, you know, when you, when you have a guy like Mike out, you know, it's a, it's a big loss, but for us, it's like, okay, how do we fix it? How do we manage it? You know, and I think Jordan's approach coming out, doing what he does on the offensive end, but also being on the defensive end, Bojan, you know, being communi- communicating. Uh, we all know what Rudy's going to do, but like like you said, Joe Joe coming out there doing what he does as well. And um, I think that's really where it, that's really where it is and what's going to help us win these games is we got to do it by any means necessary, whether it's diving on the floor or whatever we got to do. We got to do it hard and we got to do it um, with pace and, and, and execute. And if you make a mistake, make an aggressive one. You know, don't be kind of complacent and lax in what you're in your movements. And I think that's what you saw from us in, in the second half. Uh, Cassidy Hubbard, ESPN. Hey, Donovan, um, you know, I hear you criticizing yourself and what many people w- would call a stellar performance. But I, I also want to look at, you know, I, I've noticed before that you closed your eyes and take deep breaths at the free throw line, but maybe it was just highlighted even more so with such a loud crowd tonight. How long has that been a part of your routine and and what would you say, you know, why you do that um, before your free throws? Um, I've been doing it for a while, but I think everybody tries, everybody last year we had a conversation about that. People thought I just did it for TV. Um, but I had a session with Kyle Corver and it's, it's a few years back. And, you know, one of the things he talked to me was just about breathing, you know, in certain situations. And, you know, that was a situation for me. I don't really meditate much, but for me, it's like, you know, just breathe. That's your time to rest. That's your time to focus. That's your time to kind of let go and, and kind of just go into a different element and focus on, for me, I put myself into back to my workouts. That's really where it's at. That's what it is for me. And, you know, that's kind of one of the, the strongest I don't know what the word is, like a pose. I guess that's one of the strongest things you can do for your body is kind of close your eyes and breathe, and especially in high-intensity situations. We don't do much of that as athletes. You know, we don't go out there and, and take care of that mental part, especially live action during the game. So any chance I can, I, I, I do that, and especially at the free throw line, um, just giving myself time to breathe and rest and go ahead and execute the free throw, but also give myself a time to kind of cool down a little bit. Did it feel a little different with how loud the crowd was tonight? Yeah, uh, it, it definitely did. But you got to put yourself into – that's why I put myself into where I, like moments where I've worked out, you know, where it's like me in the gym. At the end of the day, that's what it is, me in the gym, and I'm shooting free throws, dead tired after a workout. And that's why you make as many as you make in a row uh, for those moments. And that's really what it is, you know. And for me – doesn't matter if there's 22, 60,000, like doesn't matter how many people in the arena at the end of the day, it's the same thing you are doing in the summer when you're working out. The only difference is you got people watching. All right. We have time for one last quick one. It'll be from Nio Campbell, utahjazz.com. Hey, so Rudy had a huge block at the end of the game. So I want to know what is it like for you to watch Rudy on a defensive sequence like the one at the end of the game? Um, you know, you kind of have just like a sense that something good's going to happen. You know, I don't, you don't know how or what, you know, but once I saw the swing go to him, you know, he, he thrives in those moments, you know, he definitely hears the chatter that he can't guard outside the paint, you know? So those are like moments that he like lives for, you know, and when he, when he caught it, Morris caught, I was like, okay, like, you know, big boy's going to, you know, have this moment, you know? And I think that was, that's what you saw tonight. And, you know, 
he saw me just put my hands up because I'm like, thank God he blocked it because I took a terrible shot at the end of the game. But like, you know, he's he's our he's our he's our backbone defensively, man. And that's and you saw it on like night tonight. He's, you know, he came out there and blocking shots, running the floor, doing his thing. And when you get the ISOs like that, you have the ultimate faith because he's the two time about to be three time defensive player of the year. Uh, so, you know, we all have the utmost faith in, in his in his defense and what he does. And moments like that, when he's doing it on the playoff stage, you know, I'm happy for him. We're all happy because he's showing the world what he's capable of. There's Donovan Mitchell who was battling uh, some stomach uh, ailments but had one heck of a game, 45 points. Uh, he scored 32 of those in the second half. Absolute special performance from Donovan Mitchell. Jazz now lead 1-0 in the best of seven series with the Clippers. Game two going to be at Vivint Arena coming up on uh, tomorrow night. That game will tip off at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage will begin at 7 from the plaza out front of Vivint Arena. Come by and join us. There's the best of the post-game show. When we come back, what is trending? The headlines are next. Stay with us.